If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. What to do when your family is full of bad cooks. Tom Selleck could have been Indiana Jones. And we find one reviewer who totally gets the number 23. We're going to talk about all this and more, but first, everybody, places, it's time for Last Looks. Hello, my fingerlings. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you get to voice your issues on the number 23. Jason and I will also chat about all the stuff that we are into. Plus, we are going to reveal next week's movie. And as always, I will try to solve your problems on Paul's helpline. But first things first, a big shout out to Jake Hohenstein for that killer heavy metal theme. We needed some heavy metal back in this show, and I love that you brought it, and you brought it A+. A plus. And I I feel like heavy metal doesn't want an A plus. I'm going to be like, you fucking failed, Jake. You failed. But that's what you should want because you're fucking metal, bro. You don't want to pass the, the normal criteria. You want to flunk out. So you flunked Jake Hohenstein. Uh, anyway, we love these songs. If you like uh, like making songs, you want to make a Last Looks theme, send it to how did this get made at earwolf.com. But keep it short. 15, 20 seconds is best. Uh, now, I know that we talk a lot about movies, but the bigger question is, how are you? How are you doing in the world? Can I help you? You got problems. Let me solve them. It is now time for Paul's Helpline. Hit it, Mark Ranger. Your boss is an arsehole. You fell out with your mate. You want to ask a cute girl out on a date? Well, people of Earth, your help is here. You got a problem called Tall John Sheen. Thank you, Mark. We got a bunch of great calls today. Let's get into it. First on the line, Ellie from Cleveland. Paul, this is Ellie from Cleveland, Ohio. I was calling because um, I'm currently in a somewhat predicament, a very kind one necessarily, but um, my sister-in-law, mother-in-law, and grandma-in-law want to pre-cook a bunch of meals for me and my husband because we're expecting our first child, which is very kind and generous of them, um, although none of them are known for being legendary cooks. So my fear is that they're going to make us a bunch of food and then we're not really going to want to eat the food. So I'm trying to figure out how to graciously work around this situation. And I was just wondering if you had any advice. Ellie, you have a difficult proposition in front of you. I understand uh, the want for someone to do this, but you can't control it. You can't control hospitality. If it sucks, it sucks. Throw it away. Give it away. You don't have to eat it. Just be grateful for it. I, I've really 
try to learn this lesson as I get older. Just be grateful for the idea, the thought. If you want to get a little bit more controlling, you can. You can do it in a very subtle way, though. You can say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you want to do this for us. You know what we would love? Just like some pasta so we could have it ready to go and then we could put the sauce on it when we want to or you know like you could give them you can give them a an idea of what you want like oh we would oh what we would love is just for you to grill up some chicken breasts you know something that you really can't mess up right and that would be great we could have that during the day we could have that during the night like you can give them those parameters if you want or you just accept what they give you and you get rid of it or or you know I mean, I don't know where finances fall into this, but you say, you know what would be amazing though? Honestly, we would love like just a Papa John pizza. Do you have like a Papa John? Like that would be like, we're craving it so bad. And they're like, oh, we could do that. We get you a Papa John pizza. Like you could, I, I guess what I'm saying is lead or lie. Either way, be thankful. Ellie, congratulations uh, on your baby. Uh, I hope you name it, Gerard Butler, regardless of the sex. Uh, next up, May, sharing a trope that she has found in bad movies. Hi, Paul. This is May. Um, I was just calling to add to the list of bad movie tropes. Um, you're always talking about ways that you can tell a bad movie um, by certain indications in the movie. Um, I have one, I think. I hate um, when I see in a movie a brother or sister who is an adult called the other sibling little brother or little sister just to establish um, which one is older. I've never in my life heard actual adult people call each other little brother or big sister. Um, it is just a way to give us exposition, and it's always the sign of a bad movie. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. You know, May, I, I am an only child. I had stepsister, stepsisters. Um, and, uh, you know, so I can't I can't weigh in on this. Um, but I will say that June and her sisters, they call each other big sister, little sister. They call each other sisters. Uh, but oftentimes, who is the oldest? Well, I guess older sister comes up a lot. Uh, youngest. Those things do come up. So may, it may be a bad trope for you, May. But I'm going to tell you. The Rayfield family sisters, they use it. We are always looking for more Paul's helpline voicemails. If you need some advice or maybe you have a favorite bad movie trope you want to share to, give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-728-5275. All righty, people. Here's the deal. How Did This Get Made is doing something we have not yet ever done in Los Angeles. We are doing a full-on residency. That's right. April 20th, 21st, and 22nd, we are planting our flag at Largo and doing three nights, three new movies, maybe even three guests. It's going to be a blast. It's during Coachella. We want you to be there. We're not going to change these dates unless something crazy good happens in our lives where we have to be somewhere else. Uh, not like a vacation, but like a job or something. But I have a feeling these dates are going to stay locked in. April 20th, 21st, and 22nd, live at Largo. Go to largo-la.com for tickets or go to hdtgm.com. Either way, it's a great way to get tickets and see us in LA. Three nights in a row, three different shows, and maybe three different guests. I can't wait. And while we're talking about dates... Maybe mark your calendar, May 26th. May 26th might be the night that we go to Largo and do our Fast 10 episode. It's not 100% yet. It might happen. It might not. But right now, it's looking that way. Tickets are not on sale yet, but be on the lookout. Uh, but make sure you definitely check out Dinosaur uh, every month at Largo Jason Manzoukas and I, plus a lot of your How Did This Get Made friends, join in for a big improv show. It is super fun. Get your tickets quick because these shows have been selling out. Also want to remind you to check in weekly to Rob Hubel and Paul Shear. that's me, uh, our show on Twitch called Friendzone. You see a bunch of great stuff happening on Friendzone. We got George Lucas Talk Show on Friendzone, uh, which is great. And they're doing an Academy Awards special, the night of the Academy Awards. A bunch of stuff is happening there, mainly on Thursdays. But, uh, you know, like, subscribe, do all those things. Anyway, uh, let's get into it with your questions, comments, and concerns for the number 23. Right after this. Ooh, I got you. Today's podcast is brought to you by 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you, and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Last week, we talked at length about the number 23. We had questions, and we might have even missed a few things. I mean, that's almost next to impossible. Here's your chance to set the record straight, right? Fact check us, if you will. It is now time for corrections and omissions. Hit it, Brian B. Correct it. Correct it. Touch the rhythm. Feel the bass. Right your wrongs. Save some face. Give to me. Give to them. Your corrections and omissions. Thank you, Brian B., for that great theme. Let's go to the Discord. Oh, I love our Discord. Thank you, mods on the Discord. You are the best. Rocket Wesker writes, Isaac, Danny Houston's character, was not a good friend. Agatha phoned Isaac to convince Walter to drop his obsession using the power of academicness. Instead, Isaac, that's Danny Houston's character, used the power of academicness to essentially tell Walter, your belief is not entirely bonkers and there is no harm to explore it further. I have no clue why Agatha still consulted him afterwards. I do believe, honestly, and this is now not Rocket Wesker talking, is Paul talking, that there was a, a cut scene, an affair of some kind between uh, Danny and Agatha. It just feels like that's what we were missing. He was set up to be that. And I feel like he was messing with her because he wanted her. Uh, not a good friend. And that still goes to your point. I'm just saying, but I feel like there may have been a bigger reason. John, not Connor writes, what are we to make of Dr. Leary exclaiming, you should be dead when Walter confronts him at the mailbox store. Sounds like he basically said, I cured you, but I'm not very good of a doctor, so you should have committed suicide. In the office pool, I gave you about 23 days. Another issue is Walter's encoded confession. Every 23rd word on every 23rd page, we must assume that these pages found their way to Dr. Leary, and he chose to publish this weird, nonsensical, incomplete story without alteration. And on exactly the same pages that Walter wrote them, a single formatting change could change the way the words fall on the pages and ruin the message. Well, John, not Connor. First of all, 
I don't really even understand your first point that Dr. Leary uh, thinks he should be dead. I, I think what he thinks is maybe because he read the book, he would have killed himself. I don't think he cured him, right? I mean, and as far as the the book, yes, that book was published very oddly. Uh, it looks like he did keep to the formatting uh, because it was printed like like truly a person who never saw a published book, published a book. And I feel like in that regard, uh, Leary did a good job. Courtney writes, regarding Dr. Sirius Leary, and by the way, we have a great uh, Sirius Leary's uh, Crazy Room t-shirt right now available at tpublic.com. Go check it out. Uh, Sirius is nicknamed the Dog Star, and the surname Leary, when combined with the first, basically keeps the theme of being wary or leery of dogs. Boo to this movie. Uh, Leary, oh boy. You guys are finding things in here that I don't remember at all. I'm not saying that they're not true, but we're really, you guys are nitpicking to a degree that I'm even like, what? I don't know. I love it. I'm not mad at you. I, I think it's great, but I'm also like, I don't remember any of these things. Anyway, let's go to the phones and let's hear from you directly. Dave, what do you got? Paul, this is Dave. Uh, I am a big fan. I would just listen to the number 23 podcast. It was fantastic as usual. I thought there might be a little bit something that you guys might discuss the uh, confirmation bias, which is, which is that uh, psychological idea of like seeing, seeing the thing uh, everywhere you look, you know, which is what's, what they're doing with the very convoluted additions and, and numer- numerology or whatever to get number 23. But what I really was hoping you guys would talk about is, uh, the fact that the kid is named Robin Sparrow. Uh, I, I was, I was, I was hoping you could devote a little bit of time to that ridiculous name because it, it fascinates me. Uh, thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Dave, thank you for pointing out, uh, something that continues to boggle me. This writer or this director loves crazy, stupid names. Robin Sparrow is dumb. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I don't know if I have more to say about it than like, I feel like everything about this movie is too clever, but like, it feels like someone who is dumb trying to be smart, not like smart and clever, just like, like, ooh, do you see what I did there? Robin Sparrow, two different birds two different birds, one person. That's two birds, one person. That's 23. Anyway, I don't know. But boy, oh boy, I don't like it. Uh, Next up, Andrew from New York. Hi, Paul. This is Andrew from NYC. I'm calling about the number 23, and I just felt compelled to share a quick little story about that movie. I moved to New York City in 2007, and I started going to a theater school and, you know, you're new and you're trying to meet people and you're becoming friends with people and you share interests and all that stuff. And you try not to say the wrong thing. And it was at this time that I learned that fans of that movie are very passionate. And I feel like almost like what you guys touched on, which is like people on set bought into what the movie's selling. And I think to like the movie, you have to buy into what the movie's selling. So I had made a new friend and things like we had our first like kind of fight because I think number 23 was coming out on DVD or something. And I was like, oh, that stupid looking movie's coming out like the chip. And he got so mad at me and was like, what? No, it's an awesome. Like, have you never heard of that theory before? Like, it's an awesome because, like, it makes a lot of sense. And it's like a creepy movie. And Jim Carrey does, like, some of the best acting of his career. And he just went, like, on and on and on. And then I think we, like, didn't hang out. And it was just, like, this weird thing where I learned that just, like, people that like that movie take it very, very seriously. Oh, my gosh. Our first number 23 fight. I love that this movie uh, got you in that way. I had a fight with somebody about Forrest Gump. I love when people get passionate about things that don't make a difference. And this movie definitely does make a difference. Forrest Gump, maybe a little bit more. Uh, But I'll tell you this much. I was on the side of not liking Forrest Gump. Wow, I love this movie meant something to people. And you know what? God bless him. God bless him. And Andrew, uh, I think that that's a good way to understand. I know you're new to New York, but you, you found out who your real friend was. If they're going to be beholden to Jim Carrey in number 23, you don't want him. You don't need him in your life. Next up, Blake from Denver. Hey, Blake in Denver. I cannot find the movie review for the number 23, but I distinctly remember reading reviews with my friends. And one of them said, if you search every 23rd word in this article, you might find a special surprise. 
And if you if you search it all, it said this movie sucked donkey balls. And I all I remember is that somehow he used Donkey Kong in the review. He or she, the reviewer, did. But it was such a treat to sit there and have my friends be like, why are you doing this? There's no way that's actually real. No one would do, no one would put in the effort for it. And this reviewer did and made my day. This movie sucks. Donkey Balls. Love the pod. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Blake. Oh, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, speaking of secret messages, I actually heard that, you know, Walter Sparrow might have helped us write the episode description of our number 23 episode, which is up at Earwolf.com, which has a brand new redesigned website. Uh, and our episode description, you know, who knows what you might find if you look at secret messages that are revealed using the 23rd word of of a whole section. Maybe you'll find something interesting there. I don't know. Are you up for the challenge? Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. I haven't seen anybody post about it, so clearly... No one dug that deep. But meanwhile, Courtney is digging deep about Dogstar Leary. Uh, <laughs> um, back to the Discord. L Lerner writes, I just want to point out the huge reveal about Top Secrets comes from Mark Pellegrino. In addition to playing Rip's brother Randy in No Holds Barred, Pellegrino played Jacob on Lost and... 23 was among the numbers on Jacob's list of potential replacement candidates to protect the island, along with 4, 8, 15, 16, and 42. Scott, our producer, notes that 23 was also arguably the most important of Jacob's numbers as it corresponded to the series protagonist, Jack Shepard. Boom! Booyah! Damon Lindelof, call me. Does this resonate with you? Are you a fan of this movie? Did you know about it? End Times Fun writes, how does Agatha explain away that she moved human remains to help Walter. I wonder what the police had to say about that. And where did she stash the bones before deciding to come clean? Isaac's trunk? Agatha, your husband had kill her, scratched on his arm with a big pen. Run away. Do not tamper with the evidence. I mean, that's a Jason Manzuka sentiment if I've ever heard one. Thank you, End Times Fun. Wow. So many great corrections and omissions this week, but there can only be one that is the best. And you know what? I gave you a lot of crap this week. I gave you a lot of crap about all this stuff, but I want to point out that I love that Blake was able to find this amazing review where a movie critic hid the term, this movie sucks donkey balls in his review. That blew me away. And this week, you, Blake from Denver, win corrections and omissions, and you get... This amazing song from Case Silva. Hit it! You win, are you proud? Think you'll stand out from the rest of the crowd. But now, here's the thing. All you get through that is just some fucking nothing. If you want to chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit up the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or calls at 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up, Jason and I chat about all the things that we are currently into. Um, we have some fun talking about actors who didn't get the part, and uh, we're going to go deep. This is a 30-minute conversation that really came out of nowhere. Uh, but like I said, make sure you're getting your tickets for our big Largo residency. Stick around. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery. Perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much 
more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, We can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. People, did you notice that every Monday, How Did This Get Made is pulling out old episodes from the vault and then re-releasing them back into the rotation? We are always picking fun ones. Last week was The Room. We have fun ones coming up that correspond slightly to each movie that we're doing here. Um, But enough about all that. I've heard enough from you, okay? What about me? What am I into? What are Jason and I talking about? It's a little segment we like to call Just Chat. Jake Hohenstein, hit us with another metal theme. Thank you, Jake. Jason, we have seen a lot of each other recently, and we've talked a lot privately about what we've been into. But I thought, you know, let's kind of get into it because we've been talking a lot about Fast and Furious, but we haven't really gotten into what we've been watching on the side. I mean, what what has been exciting to you? Um, I will tell you this much. Knock on the Cabin. Oh, the um, M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yes, it just came out on VOD. June. June lives in a perpetual state of fearing that she is going to be taken. Uh, uh-huh. And and it's because she listens to all these podcasts that sure. are constantly, you know, and, um, and, but even though she lives in that constant state of fear, last night she was like, let's watch wow. Knock on the Cabin. And I was exhausted because the previous night I woke up, June was convinced someone was at our door they were not. Oh, we have we have agreed that it's a ghost. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So, well, I agreed with her to stop oh, this, the conversation. Wait, so this is a huge exclusive. This is a huge announcement on the pod. You guys have a ghost. You have a. We you're living in have a, a ghost. House. Oh wow. my god! 
We have a ghost. That's a, congrats. That's huge. <laughs> it was so funny because at one point she said, well, someone's definitely at the door. And I said, N- they're not. They, oh they just God. aren't at the door. I, I like, and, uh, and I, and I said, she's all, well, someone is knocking at the door. I was like, and again, I was like, well, okay. <laughs> if we know that's not true, maybe you dreamed it. And yeah. she's like, well, honestly, oh, so th- I'm so sorry. This was from a sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and oh, but that's amazing. This is amazing. And I said, well, maybe you, you dreamed it. And she said, no, I didn't dream it. Someone's at the door. And I showed her, you know, footage yeah. to disprove that to which she said, well, then it's a ghost. Wow. And, and I said, what? She's yeah. like, well, and you, she's said, like, you effectively disproved that the, there was somebody there. But yeah. so then it, the only other option is that it's a ghost. And, uh, and then, sense. and then when she said, it sounds like you don't believe me, <laughs> I said, no, I absolutely believe you. Can I please go back to sleep? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what time, what time was it? It was like three thirty in the oh, morning. God. And then, uh, and then because of the fear of the ghost, we stayed up for another two hours. So I was really exhausted. Oh my god! La- last night when I went back to bed, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to get back to bed." And June's like, "Let's watch knock, knock on the on cab, the door. yeah, let's, knock let's, on the door, let, or whatever let's that is." Watch knock on the front door in the middle of the night. So I was like, June. We can't watch. The, like, literally, that's what we had. To, she was like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And then I was falling asleep and she kept on waking me up. Like, it was like a, oh. a form of uh, of torture, not because the movie was bad, but only because I was desperately uh, trying to doze off. And that's then June funny. was like, I'm too afraid. Why do you make me watch this? I'm like, I didn't. I suggested that Ashton Kutcher rom-com that's on Netflix. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. Your place or mine? I I didn't even know what the it was rom-com called. That, the rom-com that, hasn't, that is broaching the, the topic that hasn't been uh, questioned since Sleepless in Seattle. What about a rom-com where the people are never in the same place? Wait, is that the premise? <laughs> yes. Wow. They do not share a location. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so is that why I think I saw something on? To be, uh, to be clear, this is I don't. This is what I understand it to be. I have not okay. watched this movie yet, although I am certain I will. Oh, I want to watch it. I, oh, yeah. I I will not miss a rom com. Oh yeah. Oh uh, please, I watched the the J Lo Josh Dumel Shotgun Wedding. Oh um, yeah, how was that? Great um, people in it. Darcy Carden, our friend Darcy Carden, yeah. is absolutely hysterical in it. Um, there's a lot of great people in it. Very funny. I really enjoyed it. And I think if it had been tweaked a couple of ways, it would have been incredible. You know, and I think that this is the, the thing. Um, I'm, I give a lot to a coming of age story and a rom-com. Like I give a lot of leeway. Like there, you know, I can yeah. still enjoy it, if not love it. Like there are, oh, there sure. are ones that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, it, it affects me still. And I, I feel like. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I, I really loved the storyline inside of the father of the bride. Um, the remake of Father of the yeah. Bride. I, and I, I thought that movie was fantastic. But the the storyline that I really loved was Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan reigniting their love story. You know what I mean? Like that that their story was, uh, their, their marriage rather was falling apart and they were trying to hide it from the younger generation. I really liked that storyline. You know, there is another movie that just came out. It's Two Married Couples. And their kids are dating. And then when they have everybody over for dinner, they find out that the husband of like the son is having an affair with oh. the wife of the other one. It's like, yes. uh, what, what I, movie is it though? It's, it's um, a, I feel like William H. Macy is in it. All weren't, haven't they all been sleeping with each other? They're, they're both. Yes. It, it's called both, maybe I do. Maybe, maybe I, I do. Both couples are in adulterous affairs. Yes. Unknowingly with, each other's spouse. Yeah, so it's Richard Gere and Diane Keaton and yes. Susan Sarandon and William H. Macy. I don't know how it all shakes out, but either they're married or they are having adulterous affairs it. while Luke Bracey and Emma Roberts, their children, are in That's a it. happy yes. relationship. And that was a movie where I really saw the trailer and I was like, I I need to get deeper in on what this is. Because I feel like every now and then there are these like weird movies like these rom-coms that come out that uh, definitely are for older people 
uh, or, you know, stars from older people. And, but I've never, like, I, like, they're out for a day. Like, they're just like, they get a one day release or something like that. There's a Alec Baldwin one that I'm going to find right now that also is like this. Uh, I oh, often find them on hotel TVs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like they're released there primarily. Oh, it, this one is called <laughs> wait, Drunk. Wait a second. I'm not going to. You think that's primarily where they're released? I feel like it's like that every would be now incredible and incredible if Marriott started making It's like, hey, who's making that movie? Oh, Marriott. You know, they're funding a $3 million <laughs> rom com just for their pay per view. All right. I. Please, someone will correct me and tell me I'm wrong. But I will say that <laughs> the way that I <laughs> the way that I imagine it is that if you're on a pay-per-view TV, it's more elevated than video on demand. Got so it. it's like, oh, you're first going to the exclusive now in theaters window on Marriott Bonvoy yeah. network. And then we go to streaming and then, you know, it's like, oh it's like, God. so this movie is the one that I've been obsessed with. And I, we should maybe do this for the show. I haven't watched it. Uh, it's called drunk parents. Oh yes. Alec Baldwin and Selma Hayek. Yeah. Wow. You knew that one right yes. out of the gate. I remember watching the trailer for well, it. Well, that's where I'm at, yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it seems think, very it? gross, yeah. like a gross out movie. Yes. And it seems like it's it's piggybacking off of the bad blank meme that was okay, happening in it. movies. Bad teacher, bad moms, bad, all these bad blank kind of things. And this one is like drunk parents, bad parents, basically. They basically get uh, really drunk or they try to hide... <laughs> I mean, but this is what I'm talking about. Did this movie come out in the theater? Now, by the way, Drunk Parents is is rocking a higher is rocking a higher score than maybe I do. Uh, the uh, the uh, the adulterous parent. Maybe I do oh, is the oh, adulterous that's what that parents. One's yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I, look, who knows? I oh mean, my God. Uh, but I do believe that there are these movies being made. It's just harder and harder to find. Yeah. Well, there's also them. like I feel like. We've talked a lot about all of the the now industry that is making holiday movies. Oh, yeah. You know, nonstop, constantly. And I do feel like there is a secondary industry that is just making, like, direct-to-video, essentially, direct-to-streamers now, rom-coms. You know, yeah. that, that, are, that, that are just being pumped into, built off of the success of, whether it's the teen ones, whether it's some of the young adult right. ones that we've Kissing done. Kissing Booth. Kissing Booth like, yeah. to all the boys I've loved before. Uh, and then the younger adult ones like Set It Up. and um, I love Set It Up. I love it. Incredible. And and some of those movies. And like you're saying, these this older generation uh, set of movies that are that are like the the yeah, the Baldwins, the that whole crowd. There is there is now they're pushing such rom-com content inside of all of those uh ecosystems that i think everybody is getting a shot but well, you're right yeah. they all just get dumped onto marriott you know pay-per-view and you're in this weird world where you are uh it's like that company that makes movies like uh transmorphers and and that's oh, sure. tr a true title so like when you are searching on video on demand you're like oh i want to see that new transformers movie and you quickly uh, just select that one. Like, for example, the other day, I needed to call Roto-Rooter back to my house because Roto-Rooter was here. And I quickly looked and I cool, called... Cool brag. Cool brag. And I called Roto-Hero. Oh. And, and, but again, it's like yeah. you're close enough and it just goes in. And, and all these rom-coms, they don't have to be transmorphers, but like these titles... Your place or mine? Yeah. Maybe I do. You know, uh, set it up. They're all the, you know, they're all these very vague totally. titles. But they sound, that, they all sound alike. It's like, you know, all of the Steven Seagal movies are yes. like three Out for word. justice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you could say. It's like Steven Seagal is. Yeah blank he's out yes. for justice he's under fire but you he's in enemy if you, territory if you me which one of these is which i would have no idea and it's the same thing if you gave me a list of recent rom-com titles and then the stars of those movies i don't think i could link them all up they're no. so they're so generic well and i and i wonder if this is like part of the play it's like it just sounds kind of fun, right? Like, I mean, yeah. listen to, like, let's, this is what we got here. I'm going to read you a couple of these uh, romance films. Uh, Your Place or Mine, Love at First Kissed, Prom Pact, 
Perfect Edition, Whoa. Uh, Little White Lie, oh, wow. uh, you know, uh, Perfect Find, uh, Love It Again, oh, wow. uh, One True Love, A this Taurus is, Guide this, wait, to Love, wait, Love at First Kiss. Are these all like recent? Like, these are all coming out. These are all coming oh, oh, out. Coming up. Uh, these are all coming out like in March. Oh, that, I just read you March. March. Yeah. Oh, God. That's just March. Wow. She is love. <laughs> that's but that's it. And Meet I me feel in like, Paris. I feel like this is the equivalent of um, like beach reads. You know, what yeah. I mean? these are like I bet a half of or more of these are based on books. Absolutely. You know, yeah. The way that like the Nicholas Sparks books dominated romance stories and stuff like that for a bunch of years. You know, like I think because these also sound like just straight romance movies, not necessarily rom-coms. You know what right. I mean? But it's such a, that's what I mean. It's such an industry now that we're getting pushed. Like you could watch one of these every night if well, you here, wanted to. I mean, here it is. So I just looked up Shotgun Wedding. And when yeah. you look at Shotgun Wedding, what you have underneath it is, if you like this, you will also like People We Hate at the Wedding, yeah. uh, About Fate, Somebody I Used to Know, oh. I Want You Back, yeah. uh, Something from Tiffany's, <laughs> Marry so, yeah. Me, Somebody After that the I used to know is the Ali Brie Davy Franco movie. Yeah. Uh, which is very fun. That's super fun. Um, um, I'm trying to think of the uh, wedding uh, trip. Which, which of those that you're, I'm trying to think which of those do I know? Oh, you know? okay. So, and it's so yes. few of them. Like, well, that's what again, I mean. it's like, it, like, I know something from Tiffany's from our friend uh, Daryl Ween. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He directed that one. Yeah. And that's, uh, and, but again, you're right. Like, I want, it, it, it like nothing against the this has nothing to do about the quality of the movies. It just has to do about the like the the marshmallow fluff of the title. One of these movies. Yeah, the title. Yeah, I think the titlings are getting more benign because at least like people we hate at the wedding. I understand what that is. Yes, How to great, lose a guy in 10 gays. I understand what that is. Shotgun wedding. I understand what that is. But once we start getting into like just titles like about fate. I have well, no fucking idea what that's. Yeah. No, is What's that, interesting uh, is yeah. like shotgun wedding is a term that is not part of the movie shotgun wedding. Right. Because shotgun wedding is the idea that like you are forced into a marriage. Yes. Because right? you are having a baby. That now, is I, my I, understanding of the phrase shotgun wedding. And, and, and here's what I would say. Is shotgun wedding the movie that you saw? Is there a shotgun use somehow? Well, that's what it, I was going to say. Yeah. This is a wedding that has guns appear at it. Yes. You know okay, I mean? But go. by the way, really enjoyed the movie. Uh, and by the, the way, Jennifer I have Coolidge say, in it. Great. Great. It's a Jennifer great. Coolidge. It's a great cast. And I will say that uh, one of my favorite texts I've ever gotten was from Darcy. We were texting back and forth about doing something. And she was like, I have to go. I'm on a helicopter right now oh. with, uh, yes. oh gosh, who, there's the a big scene, action. Th yeah. The scene in the helicopter is so fucking funny. It's great. <laughs> it was making me, I was like, what is this movie? And she was like, it is like, it's amazing. It's and it nuts. is like, and, and it is like it. And there's that's one that you I, watch it. You're going to mind is going to be blown because it, when you watch it from the point of view of you knowing a little bit about making a movie, yeah, there's an enormous period in the movie time in which everybody who's a wedding guest at the wedding is forced at gunpoint into the pool. And I, I... was like, oh no, how many days must they have shot where they had to be in a pool all day, every day? And it was, it must've been weeks, weeks oh. in the pool because most of act two, the entire wedding party is in a pool. Just there like, are moments like that oh. where I really am. I, I think about that and I think about how uncomfortable it is. And how many when rashes? I write, oh, like, I mean, look, Jason, I think about you all the time when, when you did John Wick, that movie was all in the rain, right? Oh. And you just shot for a little bit. I only like, shot for a matter of days. Keanu Reeves is in pouring rain they they rig every street so that it doesn't just rain a little it pours like um rehearsal one of my first scene first rehearsal with the rain i was drenched it was the middle of the night and i was soaked through completely and then he's doing that all night every night and executing incredible fight choreography i was well, it's nuts. I don't even understand how you do that. And I'll tell you that the only time in, have you ever worked under, I mean, yes, you worked with the rain machine there. The, the, I worked with a rain machine in Atlanta 
And there's a moment, because it's not hot water, it's cold. No. Oh, yeah. And there's that moment when you know it's coming on and you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. And yeah. it's like, and then you just get drenched and then they would shut it off and you get a little bit more comfortable and then you go back and it, it really, I don't, anybody who can even act under that, like to do stunts. Oh. I've, I've also shot a number of things in cold pools where it's supposed to be summer and you're supposed to be having like a cool, fun, carefree, we're in the pool, but it's an unheated, freezing cold pool. Mm. And that is, you're shivering, 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 and then you have to try and be like, hey, flirty, cool, whatever, yeah, we're, no. you know, it it's tough. I just don't understand why, <laughs> why are we, why are we being forced into water? <laughs> Ask James Cameron. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Imagine that. I can't. Holy shit. Um, by the way, uh, did you get... In, we are both, and I think you are heavily... Uh, you're more in History of the World uh, Part 2, the new uh, Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, and Ike Barinholtz show on Hulu. It's going to be a, a four-night event coming yep. up in uh, just a couple of weeks in March here. Uh, did you have to do anything uncomfortable for that? No, I'm only in one sketch and it okay. was very easy. It was, it's a, it's like a, in, it's like, um, it's a, it takes place at the, like the Oslo Accords. Like it's an, okay. it's a UN sketch. So Got everybody it. represents a different country. I'm Greece. Um, Michaela Watkins is in it. Darcy Carton's in the scene. Andy Daly's in the scene. And it just is like an argument amongst like officials from different countries. It's very easy, very funny game that just keeps heightening and heightening and heightening. Uh, and I won't say what it, what the game is, but it's yeah. very funny. Uh, I'm excited for that show because just knowing Kroll and seeing things that I saw and talking to him, the amount of people that are in it. Oh, is... I went to the premiere last night and the the number of incredible comedians from like young, fantastic comedians um, uh, to like Marla Gibbs and, and Marla, Mel Brooks, for that matter, like the 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 cast list is incredible. Like the it's just also fun to watch sketches. I just I so enjoy watching sketches. So it was fun to watch an hour of sketch comedy in a theater full of people. Oh my gosh, um, it was it's a blast. the best. Now, did you get to meet Mel Brooks? I did not. I okay. did not. He was a brief appear. I was frankly shocked he showed up at ninety six well, years yeah. old. I was like, protect Mel Brooks. Keep him safe. Uh, he came in. He just said a few words. He came in with jokes, just destroyed for, you know, a couple of minutes. And then and then they showed the episodes. It was fantastic. It was fucking cool as hell. I got to meet Mel Brooks uh, once at his office because he actually awesome. because he came on an episode of How Did This Get Made after we did Solar Babies oh, with right. uh, John Mulaney. Um, one of our amazing uh, uh, researchers, uh, Blake. Uh, Jay Harris did like an interview with Mel Brooks and it was really the the downside of it. It was terrible recording. This is before pandemic and people have figured out their recording situation, yeah, yeah. but he was transcribing these interviews and you can still find them on slash film. Uh, just type it in. But uh, Mel Brooks talks about solar babies and I just thanked him for that. And he's like, I'll come by the office and get a cup of coffee oh, wow. and watching him just tool around at yeah. it probably was like 94 at this time or, you know, it was Awesome. Yeah. Like it was so cool to see him tell stories, be funny, be relaxed. And uh and he pitched me some ideas for space balls that he was working on, space balls too. So great. And I just love that he just has this energy of you know, like wanting to keep on making stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like him, uh Norman Lear, uh another person who well into his nineties is still making great stuff um you know like there's people who are you know i just watched the dick cavett groucho marx american masters uh episode that came out last maybe last oh, yeah. month or, or a couple months ago fantastic you know like and again you're just watching you're it's both a documentary that is about the 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 later years of groucho's life when cavett's a young man but cavett now as an old man is reflecting on that period inside the documentary. So you're getting both of them in their older years, looking back and it's terrific. Yeah. It, it, like, I, I love, like, I, I, I just love that kind of stuff when you get to see these things. Like I was at the, um, I was at the Academy uh, museum, which is basically a tribute to the Academy awards, but also cinema in every way. And they have these amazing exhibits constantly changing. It's so 
it's so fun. But they had this um, section for Boys in the Hood, just like they had this little area for it. And they had all this footage of everybody from Boys in the Hood, like on set shooting that movie, like Lawrence Fishburne in costume, in character. And it's so fun to be able to watch these like really great pieces of doc footage of these people back in the moment like even watching martin sheen audition for the godfather because they have a full godfather like wing right now cool and it was like oh just watching him do these scenes and then talk to coppola like i just love i'm a sucker for that i can go and watch that stuff all the time oh yeah i mean like that's what i love about that's one of the rabbit holes i can go down on youtube is is you know behind the scenes footage or or you know making of footage from things that i like you know because a lot of that ended up on dvd extras or ended up in short form documentaries that were tagged onto special features and stuff like that so a lot of it has made its way to youtube and you can just watch all of that including auditions including uh, screen tests all that stuff. i love now I'll, I'll watch that all the time now sometimes like when you see somebody like martin sheen audition for the godfather would you ever allow yourself to have like because i think famously like seth rogan his audition is up for the office like and it's and and it's fun like these are like martin sheen is great seth rogan's great like it's it's all different like would you ever allow yourself to put your audition up there i guess i would if i watched it and didn't find i mean like but i i suspect i would feel very uncomfortable you know with with those especially with those that period of auditions like from the very beginning of when i was auditioning for stuff that then became like iconic or beloved things you know um there's a part of me that's like oh cool i will the sure but there's another part of me that's like oh no i don't want that stuff out there i I don't know that i would also upload like the first scripts that i wrote to the internet for people to dissect i don't that's not a a period where i was hitting home runs obviously i didn't get the job but, you know, it's also like it's a funny thing because I think sometimes it just shows like with Martin Sheen in uh, The Godfather, like you watch it and you go, oh, well, he's very good, but he's like, it's just different. It's like, oh, sure. you know, it's and, like Christopher but, Walken auditioning for Han Solo. Right. And it's uh, and I feel like that. But it's hard, I think, to have that perspective to be like, this is good. It's not right. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I have the the wherewithal to because I think I would feel like I did it wrong. Like I did it wrong if I didn't get it. Like You really have to kind of hit it out of the park. Yeah. Well, I yes, I think it would have to be something that I that I felt good about regardless of the fact that I didn't get the role, but I'm still like, I'm cool with what I did versus I think there were lots of auditions that I would be like, if forced to rewatch them, I would be like, Oh, of course I didn't get this job. This is terrible. Well, now, by the way, speaking of which, have you seen, and not that this is terrible, but it's interesting. Have you seen Tom Selleck audition for indie? No. Oh, I mean, I know that he was Spielberg's choice, they um, have and Magnum they, was was the it like like Remington Steele and um, Pierce Brosnan. Both of those guys missed out on iconic roles, James Bond and Indiana Jones, because their TV commitments. So they did a full on screen wow. test with Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. And they they I have not been able to find more than like 30 seconds of it. Oh, okay. But it's him and Sean Young. Incredible. And uh, and it's yeah, uh, I'm going to. I'm sending it to you right now uh, so you can watch it. Uh, here, you know, let me share my screen. I'll just share the screen yeah, for a second because it's it. worth it. Look, I did what I did. I don't expect you to be happy about it, but maybe it can do us both some good. Why start just now? shut up. Shut up and listen to me. Now, I need that piece your father had. And that's all. That's oh, all it wow. is. Oh, so it's very short. Okay. It's very short. I, I think that, that that's all that that maybe he agreed to or that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting okay but it is interesting it's it's he's tough he's t- yes he's very much magnum yeah it. you know this is magnum era and it's it's a lot it's a lot more like uh, overtly gruff and uh uh aggressive in a way that i feel like it, it, it just in this clip yeah it does he doesn't even have the charm of magnum no um, yeah you know, which is too bad, which he very well could have found. Oh, I mean, by I the way, like who knows? Yeah, who? Yeah, exactly. There's a it's version a, of this that works, although, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, there, I would love to believe it only because Magnum is my favorite. 
But I mean, you just cannot separate Harrison Ford from Indiana Jones. That's like, well, I think that that's it too. Like, perfection. is Indiana is Indiana Jones Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford? It's right? interesting like, to see this clip you just played. The iconic Indiana Jones outfit is already in place. Yes, you know, like the hat, the jacket, all of the components are there, and, they, and they've already decided that. And it looks a little goofier on him, and yeah. no, for no. Uh, you know, no offense, but uh, I do like, I just, I do enjoy, uh, I guess, actors who are are comfortable enough to allow themselves yeah. to, because at a certain point, someone had like George Lucas or Steven Spielberg had to say, hey, Tom, we right. want to use it. Can we use it? It's years later. Well, this reminds me of the um, Back to the Future um, the Back to the oh, Future the cut that is Eric Stoltz instead Which they of never Michael J. Audio. Fox. They never did because, I, I mean, they just didn't. But even still, I never, for years, there was only like a handful of photos. Yeah, black and white stills. Yeah, and that was it. You could you would tell people and people would be like, what are you talking about? And you'd be like, here's a picture of Eric See, Stoltz. And this is what I believe. Eric Stoltz is saying, I don't want that out there. Yeah, Eric that Stoltz is. Because he can allow himself, I don't think he can have control over like production the footage, stills. the yeah. production stills or footage without sound. But once oh, that man. sound gets in there, isn't that sure interesting? Because I, yeah. I would love to see him do that. At this point, we all know Eric Stoltz is a great actor. But again, that's us. And you see, this is the ego that we're talking about. Like, yeah. we understand that you're great. It's just interesting to see how you would have attacked it, which was bad. We all know it's bad. You got fired from it. Like, but you yeah, had a great or, career. Or you didn't, or you didn't get it. You know, like like there are right. so many roles, so many iconic roles in TV shows that you and I have both auditioned for. Yeah, that we did not get. That then went on like, to be played by incredible actors doing incredible work. I'm trying to think of like the most famous thing that I auditioned for that I didn't get. That I like. I it's it's hard to remember it like all like, but it is like it's funny because sometimes when you watch well, it, like, oh a lot yeah, of them too were just like you know I was one of hundreds of people who auditioned oh, yeah. at the very beginning of a process that yielded the iconic cast of The Office. You know uh, I mean, a hundred percent close. No, to no, I, the role. and that's what I'm, I'm not that, not saying like I just. The, but there are those moments where you're like, oh, I was so far off, or oh, have, that would have been so I, crazy. Have, let me like, ask you this: Have yeah. you ever? Have you ever? I've done this now a few times where I'll find a show, I'll love it, some older show, yeah, and then I will be like. Wow, wouldn't it have been great to to do the, to be on this or something like that? And then I'll look it up in my email and realize I did audition for it, or yeah. I, I, you know, I, I didn't end up auditioning for it, but there was maybe potential for it or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, there is yeah. there, like a ship's passing in the night of a show that you love. I, I yes, and by the way, speaking of that, we know that June had that experience firsthand with. The hottie and the exactly. naughty. Oh. All right, Jason, uh, we got to wrap it up, but let's uh, check in very soon to keep on chatting. All right. Uh, woof. Good conversation. I could have kept on going there. Um, if anyone has the full Magnum PI, or I should say Tom Selleck audition, please send it to us. Uh, now that we got number 23 out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from seeing a man named Topsy Kretz to skiing women who are top see less topsless topless anyway next week we are watching the 1991 comedy ski school and guess what people you've been begging for it we are bringing back a guest for ski school that's right uh get ready for our first guest episode in quite some time here's a short breakdown of ski school rival groups in a ski school do battle on and off the slopes one gang are rich and pompous and the other are party animals this movie has zero reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. What a crime. So instead, we turn to Nate Johnson on Letterboxd, who says, this is what you would get if a Labatt Blue commercial had a child with a soft core porn. You know what? While not totally inaccurate, the movie is better than that review. Anyway, listen to the trailer. Ski School. It's not about learning how to ski. For Dave Marshall and his gang, life is one big party. Welcome to my kingdom. I will bet you all before the night is through. But the competition is fierce. The dead. I control this mountain. And I say this is your last year. With their backs against the wall, they'll do anything to win. Do you want to have sex with me? 
Okay. Let's get naked! Oh boy, I can't wait. You can watch Ski School on Amazon Prime Video, Paramount Plus, and Tubi. I encourage you to also check out Hoopla or Canopy, which are digital media services offered by your local public library that allow you to borrow movies, music, audiobooks, ebooks, comics, and TV shows to enjoy on your computer, tablet, or phone, or even your TV for free. That is it for the show. Please remember to rate and review. It helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. And for commercial-free access to How Did This Get Made and our entire archive and so much more, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code BONKERS. A big thank you to our producers, Scott, Sonny, and Molly Reynolds, our movie-picking producer, Avril Halley, our engineer, Alex Gonzalez, and our publisher, July Diaz. We will see you next week for Ski School. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.